And maybe this will just become my new thing. I will shove my fat ass into extra small clothing for you. Beautiful babies, it's Megan Tonjes. You're watching People Keep Talking, the show where I talk about news and trends throughout the week. Quick reminder that if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave me a little comment, leave me a little love, leave me a little, little kissy face, little so I was in New York City last week for a creator camp and I apparently missed all the things that were happening. For instance, I didn't get to talk about this Keaton Jones story. I don't know if I'm sure all of you at this point have seen this video of this little kid crying. Uh, he has mom pick him up from lunch because he was being bullied. Tons of celebrities started sharing this video, like to the point where I was like, okay, what marketing team is behind this? Because everyone was putting it up on their Instagram and you can't get people to do shit unless they're getting paid or unless there's like some angle for it. Not to be cynical and bitter because uh, listen, no one is pro-bullying. I mean, Trump might be pro-bullying actually, so I guess I shouldn't say that. We can't speak in absolutes. He was getting invited to premieres, he was getting invited to hang out with Snoop Dogg, and then whoops, the internet dug a little bit deeper and discovered photos of him and his family just hanging out around the Confederate flag and talking shit about Black Lives Matter and his mom might be racist. And then on top of that, it starts to come out that potentially, possibly, allegedly, I don't know, this little boy was being picked on because he was calling his classmates the n-word. Okay, um, this just feels like a perfect representation of the trash fire that has been 2017. We started to see celebrities deleting these posts of support. We started seeing people kind of retract these invitations. And so it's a little hard to know how to react to this because clearly most of us are not here for the bullying, but also I'm super here for actions getting consequences. So if you're out in the playground calling people the n-word, I'm not saying that they should beat your ass. I'm just saying maybe you shouldn't be invited to play kickball with the rest of them. Maybe you you should be called a racist. You know, if the if the if the shoe fits, put it on. Now this kind of feel-good anti-bullying thing has been tainted by this mom. People are now questioning why she needs all of this money, why she's reaching out to these certain celebrities and it's not enough to get invited to something. She wants people to share this donate fund, Kickstarter, whatever the fuck link. I'm not donating to it, so I don't know. And people are asking questions, you know? I think this kind of stuff, unfortunately is only gonna happen more and more. We're gonna become more and more aware of people benefiting off of these viral moments that are a little bit more planned and thought out, probably not thought out well enough to, you know, go back and scrub through your social media to make sure that no one's gonna find anything because that's what the internet does. Who needs a private investigator when you have Twitter? For instance, yesterday this video went viral of this dad saying this five-year-old looks like a terrorist, him and his children in their Donald Trump shirts, and Twitter found out his name, his kids' names, where they go to college, what they're mastering in, who he works for, where his Facebook is, like, you need so little information on the internet to find everything you've ever done. Which on one hand is like, oh, sweet justice for people that are she people. And on the other hand is absolutely terrifying. And my overall advice for anyone that is putting themselves online, that is putting their families online, that is trying to get across any message, what doesn't come out with the wash comes out with the rinse. Let that sit with you the next time that you wanna do anything and you know that you're racist as fuck. That's just a, a, something to hold on to. Let it keep you warm at night. So yesterday on my Instagram story, by 
the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life possibly because I'm adorable and entertaining and I have a cute puppy. Like, hello, follow me at Megan Tan, just hi. Shameless promo, because last night I was doing a little thing that I love to do, wherein I just bitch about something that I don't intend to change to the internet just so I can put it down in writing for 24 hours. Like for instance, last night I was bitching about Postmates, which is a company that I don't intend to not use because it makes life so convenient and I don't have to talk to people, which is really the ultimate gift. And I was bitching about how throughout the last week I've had to explain to multiple Postmates the difference between sides of the street that have odd numbers and that have even numbers. And that's a little confusing for me because it's like, uh, how have you ever shown up anywhere and found any address except for by pure luck if you don't know that? But that's often when we complain about things, the world will show us that it could be so much worse and it could be so much worse because this guy that was using Uber almost got charged $18,500 for a 20 minute ride. Hisham Salama in Toronto took this 20 minute drive and at the end of it, the app said he was being charged over $18,000. So he did what most of us did. He screen capped it, LOL'd a little bit because it seemed ridiculous and of course reached out to customer service. Customer service said, thanks for reaching out about this Hisham. I double checked your trip. It looks like the destination of drop off wasn't the destination initially. <laughs> words initially entered in the app when the trip was requested. The upfront fares are based on the exact pickup and drop off locations that you input. So when that trip is changed, our system switches to charging based on the time and the distance of the actual trip instead. Keep in mind, this is still a 20 minute trip. Using the rates that apply to the vehicle option you selected, I can confirm that based on the pickup and drop off locations of the trip you took, this fare is correct. And thankfully, because social media and enough people tweeted this and enough people tweeted at Uber, they basically came out and said, oh, sorry, our bad. We're going to talk to the customer representative and you don't have to pay anything, you're fine. But can you imagine if this wasn't on Twitter? Can you imagine if this was not something that was in the public eye? That's the response from your customer service is, yeah, I mean, you know, you got dropped off a half mile east of where you said you wanted to be, so we just charged a, a standard $18,000 fee. Like, <laughs> what? Basically, I've lost faith that there's common sense in the world. All of these apps that do incredible things, they drop off food, they drive us to places, it's all so automatic and great and amazing. And then for some reason, you have people that are behind it that have absolutely no common sense, which is why I'm sure the robots are gonna take over the world. I've seen Sophia, okay? And you know what, frankly, they deserve to. And I hope that they remember that I said that when they do take over the world and they keep me as one of their human consorts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but this might be another person that works for Facebook that's coming out saying they feel super guilty for how social media has completely destroyed human connection. Shemaith Palahapatiya, I definitely said the name wrong. I'm so sorry, I'm from the Midwest and I can barely speak. Apparently he was a vice president for user growth at Facebook before he left in 2011. And he said the short term dopamine driven feedback loops that we have created are destroying how society works. No civil discourse, no cooperation, misinformation, mistruth. This is not about Russian ads. This is a global problem. It is eroding the core foundations of how people behave by and between each other. I'm pretty sure my opinion about this the last time I talked about it was essentially that we have to be more aware of and in control of how we interact with these interfaces and these platforms and what that says about us because there are a lot of changes happening. There's so much growth in technology in the past 10 years and it's only getting faster. But I did want to just reiterate, I think that there is a, a definite shift in a change in how we communicate with each other. But I am incredibly fascinated about the studies that are gonna be done on people from like 20 years ago and people now and the kids moving on. Like yesterday I was on the plane, there was a little girl behind me 
like a baby with an iPad that just wanted to watch her TV shows and was complaining about how she didn't like this commercial that was playing, which was the safety video. And I agree. I walked out feeling both terrified and impressed that that baby is smarter and more technologically advanced than I am. And we're only gonna see more and more of this. Discourse has definitely changed. So it is on us due diligence to really be on top of what we're talking about and how we're speaking to each other when there's just computer screens between us. And if we really analyze ourselves and have these conversations openly, we could do really cool stuff with this. We don't have to be a complete fuck up when it comes to social media. I mean, I'll be dead before any of you figure it out. So I'm just, I'm putting it out there for the future generations. Good luck or robots. Good luck to you, God bless. Oh, also another thing that was terrifying this entire week I was gone in New York, there were fires all over Los Angeles. I don't know what Lord we smited, but he came up through the bowels of Los Angeles and started burning every goddamn thing down. I was in New York trying to make sure that I would still have an apartment when I got back, watching videos of people saving bunnies and horses and crying. And apparently they found out that one of the fires, the Scribble fire actually happened because of a cooking fire at an encampment in a brush fire area. So <laughs> apparently this was at an encampment in a brush area near the Sepulveda Pass and the 405. No arrests have been made and they're not sure if this was intentional or not. This is me just reiterating that holy shit, California is dry as fucking scary. And I would prefer to never leave again and be concerned that my entire home was gonna burn down. That's definitely my wish list for 2018, so. Also shout out to all the firefighters and the people that just work tirelessly and are still like dealing with these fires because they are not gone. Also all the people that have donated their time and their money and their homes to people that have been displaced. You all are incredible and just shout out to all of you. It's definitely one of those things that being back now, I'm going through my closet and trying to just find anything that I need to donate, any clothes or anything. Cause listen, I know it's hard out here for these fat girls, like trying to find fashion, trying to be comfortable, trying to be warm, trying to be cute. That is definitely on my list of things to do this week. And I highly, encourage and invite any other influencers that are in Los Angeles. Like maybe we should make this a thing. We should get together and get all of our stuff and donate it because it could just have easily been any of us. And holy God bless. And oh my God, just a reminder to get renter's insurance. Finally, and I know that so many of you wanted me to talk about this story and you were tweeting at me all weekend. Let's talk about these tights. <laughs> So over on wish.com, which is a website that I don't visit, but always shows up on my Facebook, trying to get me to buy shit that I don't need for money that I don't have for quality that no one has time for. So wish.com apparently was selling plus size tights and used the following photos. Yes, those are thin women being devoured by tights, swimming inside, making a home, and the internet was pissed, obviously. Now, since this has come out and everyone's been super offended, which again, duh. At this point, it has definitely been pointed out that these photos may have been sourced from another advertisement, specifically one that was showing tights that don't rip. That makes a lot more sense. I mean, again, you are inside tights that are the size of your entire body, so still weird. Still weird. However, this is not the first time that something like this has legitimately happened with straight size models being padded or being photoshopped to look like plus size models or even clothing companies that are geared directly to plus size consumers using thinner models. This is a thing, don't at me because it's the fucking truth. So in honor of all these companies that love to use straight size models to promote their plus size agenda, I decided why not turn the tables? Why not put my fat ass in some straight size clothes to show you how comfortable and stylish they are.
by the way, if you want to share this photo shoot, you can go down below and there's a link to my Twitter and my Instagram. Feel free to tag those, share them with your friends, give them some love. And maybe this will just become my new thing. I will shove my fat ass into extra small clothing for you just for you. So on this channel, we have a little segment called BB of the day. This is where I give some internet love to my internet loves. So my last video was called Stop Complaining, Start Creating. It was a response to some of the drama that's been happening surrounding YouTube Rewind, specifically people who look at YouTube Rewind as like the end all be all of making it on YouTube and why it's not. I wanna give a little shout out to Damaris Lee who was lighting me up and I super appreciate you for it. Damaris said, I'm still shocked Mama Tan just doesn't have one mil or more subs when she's one of the only people on this godforsaken site that speaks the fucking truth and is actually funny. Listen, there are definitely some people on this site that are incredibly funny and incredibly informative and just say what the fuck it is. But I will take the compliment, okay? In 2017 going into 2018, I'm just gonna take the compliment. So I appreciate you and your BB of the day, so thank you. In the comments below, let me know the one activity you would do if you knew that your tights wouldn't rip. I would bake a cake inside of them. Now that I've said it, I'm sure it exists on YouTube on some kind of DIY channel, so. If you like this video, give it a little thumbs up, a little tippy tap, a little likey like. Share something that I've made with at least one friend this week. It could be a video you really liked. It could be a podcast that you really liked. I just, I need more BBs in the family, okay? I have a little bit of BB fever, all right? And this birth control's in here for at least two more years. So let's get going. You can find me Megan Tan just on most things. And I would super appreciate if you said hi to your grandmas for me because I got places to go. I got people to touch like your faces very much. And I will see you tomorrow. Also, the next two days are gonna be really cool collab videos. So enjoy. Bye.